Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. 14 locations in the Edmonton and surrounding region. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, reminder, River Cree has Supertramp's Roger Hodgson, November 16th. Visit Ticketmaster.ca for tickets or call 1-800-985-5000. We had Jason Smith on. We mentioned uh, Kelowna Rockets making a change on the uh, coaching uh, front. Edmonton Oil Kings, of course, made big changes in the offseason. Randy Hanch, who was the general manager of the team when they won the 2014 Memorial Cup, the opportunity for him to uh, get involved in NHL scouting and... uh, now, where did he end up going? I think Buffalo for Randy, who's a terrific guy. Uh, and uh, Steve Hamilton coached the team the last couple of years. Of course, the Oil Kings uh, finished uh, dead last this past season in the Western Hockey League, uh, resulted in offseason changes. Now, Kurt Hill is the president GM of the Oil Kings. He spent last year at the Chicago Blackhawks as a scout. And Brad Lauer who spent last season on John Cooper's staff in Tampa Bay, is the head coach. Oil Kings uh, won their first, I think, five games, had a uh, brutal, toughest road trip of the year, and did so without their two of their top three defensemen. Uh, they got Matthew Robertson, the draft-eligible player, back this past week and uh, got a 6-3 victory over Kootenai. They're off to Kootenai this week with our uh, weekly update on the Edmonton Oil Kings. Here is their general manager, Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. How are you doing? Doing well, Bob. How are you? Good. Well, I hate to say I was uh, somewhat prophetic. Do you recall the conclusion of our last conversation uh, just before you played uh, Portland on the second of that back-to-back? <laughs> I think I said to you that might be the toughest game you might get all year. <laughs> Turned out to be a pretty tough game. So, uh, yeah, you weren't lying. Well, I, I once in a while I get one right. I, ironically enough, uh, on Friday, Brendan, did you have? Do you have that clip uh, of Friday's uh, the kid from Morinville, Brandon Hagel? Don't worry about it. I just said, you know, Redger's got a terrific player. His name is Brandon Hagel. He's a really skilled guy. I ended up getting four against you that night. So, uh, But you bounce back with a big victory over Kootenai, and you, you get Matt Robertson back, and, and it's – is there some coincidence there, or maybe does that come part and parcel as you get one of your core guys back in the back end, and, and that helps get you uh, turn uh, some things turned around? Yeah, I mean, with Matt, he's such a – brings so much to our group and he's part of our leadership core and it helps so much bring him back in the lineup yeah having players playing the appropriate amount of minutes on the back end i mean it helped a lot getting him back in there and 
he had a he had a bit of a slow start this weekend, but I thought uh, once he kind of got the feel back and that he was uh, he had a pretty good weekend all in all, and we were we're happy with where he's at and expect him to just get better going into this weekend, uh, having another week of practice and uh, getting more puck touches as we went along here. Yeah, uh, you're you're not going to have Will Warren back for a while, is that right? Yeah, that's right. And there's probably he won't be back after Christmas. All right. So who has stepped up in the wake of the absence? Because that's a a guy that's supposed to be a top four for a guy for you. Yeah, you know it's been a little bit by committee. I mean, um, Ethan Cav and Wyatt McLeod—they played played substantial minutes on the U.S. trip, and and you know they they played well. I can't really fault our guys for for the way they played on the back end. I thought they competed hard every night, and uh, they played hard on that trip. And Jackson Alexander, I think, probably all in all on that trip was our best defenseman when it came down to as a whole and, and playing both sides of the puck. And, you know, he's a guy we acquired from Swift Current and as a young player at still in this league as a 2001 and someone we look to grow here. But he was exceptional. And uh, Connor McDonald, obviously playing big minutes in that and something you expect from him being um, an older guy, 19-year-old in the league, and he gets the opportunity to run our first power play unit. So um, I thought everybody stepped up a little bit, but uh, now that we're back and we have uh, – a strong decor still. Uh, we expect our guys to step up more and uh, continue to produce. You had some injuries in goal. We're joined by Kurt Hill, the president GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, are you happy with where you're at right now? I mean, you sort of had to go uh, shopping a little late into the fray here at the start of the season. Yeah, you know, I think some of our games as of late, the goalies have had some tough nights and, uh, you know, that's a little bit of our team maybe not being 100%, 100% committed to team defense at the time, but uh, it also a little bit relies on them and being ready to go every night. We've had some, some tough games where we've spotted teams some goals early. I mean, we're going to Tri-Cities and spot them three and five minutes. And uh, I mean, Friday night against Red Deer here in the rink, we're down two a minute nine into the game. So um, our group is, we're five and all and we scored first this year. So it's, we haven't haven't done well playing for behind and it's important for our goaltenders to get that confidence in with our group and uh, important obviously for our team to score for scoring games. The one thing you can do is you can score Kurt and uh, it helps when you have Trey Fix Walansky who right now in the WHL is a top 10 player in the league. Oh no doubt yeah Trey's been outstanding he's uh, I think he's you know he's a, he's the captain of our team this year too, and I think he's learning a little bit of that role. I think he's a, he's an exceptional leader. Don't get me wrong, but he's never been a captain before. So I think early in the season here, he's also learning some of the you know some of the different uh, things that come with being a captain and uh, helping the young guys out and helping our entire group out and and sometimes making the simple play. And now that you're the leadership group and other guys are looking up to you, and usually the team trends the way that the captain plays a lot of the time. So I think he's done an exceptional job of that and. Uh, he, he ran the boat the other night on Sunday, and we got the win because of him. Yeah, he's having a terrific offensive campaign. We're joined by Kurt Hill, president and GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Kurt, uh, you were involved, even though you weren't officially named, uh, in a couple deals made at the WHL Bantam Draft for a pair of 20-year-old forwards. How they perform for you? You know, they've, they've both done, done very well. I mean, Vinny's uh, he's he can score goals, and that's something we knew. He scored 30 goals in Kootenay the one year as an 18-year-old in the league, so there was no doubt in our minds that he was going to be able to score, and he's done that here so far. Um, he's a big guy that plays in the middle, and uh, we've been happy with him. And uh, Quinn Benchfield, um, he's quietly had a pretty good season so far. He's over 10 points, and he's uh, made some, some really nice plays. And with Quinn, he's such a reliable 
200 players, which we like about his game so much. He really does a little bit of everything out there. Can play the penalty kill. Gives you some options and some looks on the power play as well. And I think for him, a lot of it was getting uh, getting a fresh start. I think when you're in play for one team for four years sometimes and you, maybe you get pigeonholed into a certain role with that team and I think that's what happened with him Cam Loops and coming here he's gotten an opportunity to be a part of the top six and in my mind he's taken that opportunity to ram with it. Let me ask you this um, there's a couple I mean Matt Robertson is is going to go in the first round of this year's uh, NHL draft. Uh, you got a couple other guys you got Alistroff who's a Belarusian player He is. Uh, is he eligible for this year? Yep. And so is Cope, right? David Cope, the right wing? Yep. Okay. Uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, I know you guys were thinking that it might take Alistrov a little bit of time to transition uh, to playing over in North America, but uh, and Cope's a big six foot five right shot because I'm going somewhere else with another six foot five right shot in a second. But just a thought on, on how those two guys have performed. Yeah, I think Alistrov, it's, it's, it's every game, the new, the new game for him. It's some nights he's shown some brilliant flashes. I mean, we played Saskatoon here in the rink. And other than the Kirby Doc, the second best player on the ice was Alistrov, and Doc was going end to end one way, and Alistrov was going end to end the other day, other way. So he, we know that the ability's there. It's just still getting him comfortable and him finding his consistency and and learning the English language, as I always mentioned, just getting as comfortable as he can over here. And it's something that. Um, He's learning a lot about the systems and playing on the small ice as well. I don't know how much um, he's been taught about playing in the D zone before, to tell you the truth. And we've really been working with him on that on the half wall. So I think it's been a big learning curve for him. And David Cope, um, he had a good start to the season playing with uh, Trey and Vinny on the top line there. And uh, the U.S. trip was tough. And as we know, he's only a second-year player in the league, even though he's 18, and really only played the second half of the year last year. So... In my eyes, even though he's an 18-year-old, he's still a relatively young player in the league, and uh, that trip was a tough trip for young players, and he had a tough time in that trip. And he's uh, played pretty well the last couple games here and seems to be fighting himself a little bit more now. You guys, so speaking of, you know, I mean, he's a bigger guy, 6'4", 6'5", right shot. Um, when you were with the Hawks last year, I mean, Brett Leeson did not get drafted. Was he on anybody's radar screen? Because he is having a unbelievable. I know Craig Button's now got him in the top 40 as a 19-year-old for the upcoming draft. Uh, did you guys have, you know, was he sort of on your guys' radar screen with Chicago? You know what, he wasn't, to be honest. I don't think he, I, I wouldn't imagine he was on too many teams' radars list. I think with with Brett, it's, it's, it seems as though his skating has come, gotten a lot better. Not that he was a bad skater by any means, but he's a bigger guy. And, right. It didn't seem like he skated that well, or maybe people just didn't notice that he got there as much, but it seems like this year it's not that he's the greatest skater in the world, but he's finding a way to get there, and he's finding a way to get a point. So I think he probably worked on that a lot this summer and has found at least a, another step in that way to make himself effective. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they're having an unbelievable year, aren't they, right now, Prince Albert? Yeah, they're an exceptional team. I mean, they've uh, and but they've paid, they've had a tough time with, with getting to that point. I mean, they didn't. I think the last time they won a playoff round was when I was playing in the league and they played Grand in the conference final. Um, so they've they've had some tough times there, but this year they, they definitely they got it going and they got an older group and a strong group and they're going to be a scary team to watch here down the stretch this year. We're joined by Oil, Oil Kings GM uh, Kurt Hill. Kurt, just to wrap up, uh, you got the two 20-year-olds, right? Yeah. 
Is there any is there anything available via trade for the defense, or are you just going to stick with what you got? I'm just I'm just wondering if you know that Warm's out for another you know two months. Is, is you know I'm, I'm sure you're 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 always looking for opportunities. I just I mean I know Swift's out of it. I don't know if they've moved out all their guys. I know they traded Jujar's brother uh, Slavin Kara. Uh, or Savin Kara, he's in Everett, is he not? I'm, I'm thinking he got moved yeah. to Everett. But right. uh, is there anything out there at all right now? You know, I think there's there's some rumblings. I think with us, it's uh, you know when you look at our decor, we have five guys playing pretty significant roles, and we, we've been quite happy with our other two guys, with Logan Dohania being a 16 year old player, and Aiden Lawson 17, and and they they got to play too. So it's important for us with those guys growing with our group. We feel that getting them opportunities, I mean, the U.S. trip, they we probably threw them into the fire a little bit there, but it was good for them. I think they both came back better players, and uh, when they've played, they've played well, so we're happy with having our young guys play and that, uh, that kind of six spot or five spot, whatever it is that night, and they've done a good job. And never say never that you, you don't look to not necessarily upgrade, but add a, add a guy if, you, if the right thing comes along. I think there's... There's, um, I know the European player from Swift Current Minulin's coming back at some point. He's been injured, so but we're quite happy with our import situation right now with Al Shaw being a young player. And I mean, Pavlenko seemed to really find his stride since last season too. He was our first star here on Sunday, so um, right now we're happy with that situation there. So I don't see anything here right away. I mean, we still, we still have a list player, King Cunningham, who played in Tri Cities in Vancouver a bit, who's playing in the SGHL, 18 year old. Um, kind of sandpaper style defensive players so we have some options but as mentioned before we we like our young players playing and we're happy with that right now just to uh, wrap up so you just have you just have the one game this week or do you have two no we got three we play in kootenai friday and then we got saskatoon home saturday night oh. uh, Lethbridge home sunday there we go so we get the three games this weekend and uh so kirby dock and the saskatoon blades come in rolling on uh saturdays and and then on sunday it's dylan cousins so these are two so, guys, right? Did you say Lethbridge was in on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're going to get an people are gonna get an opportunity to see some of the real highly ranked uh, NHL prospects from this year's draft. The, uh, those two players, Kirby Dock and Dylan Cousins. Uh, I think Cousins is a stone cold mortar to walk as a top five, and I think that Dock probably will go somewhere between say five, six, seven, and eight. And they're both having great starts the year, so it's uh, taking place at Rogers Place. Kurt, good luck in Cooney. Tough schedule this weekend. Make the most of it. Thanks a lot, Bob. You bet. I'd like to see those games, but I will be in Chicago and Nashville. Uh, On Friday, Brendan Ulrich will be hosting the show. Tomorrow we have the Washington Capitals here. Guests on tomorrow's show will include Louis DeBrusque, Al May, and Brian Burke. That's right, Brian Burke. Brought to you by our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. You can text us at 630-630. It's 148 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up the show, get to this day in Oilers history, and it involves a guy who gave me one of my most humbling experiences ever as an adult. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 
Just remember, 90% of us are in the middle. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us out of winter snow. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, you got a chuckle out of that, eh, BC boy? Yes, sir. It's uh, it's really part of my day is watching you get charged up about politics uh, and that kind of thing. It's awesome. Well, it's centrist. That's all I'm saying. All righty. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. And we'll get to some of our texts for our friends at Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan momentarily. To this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel at 152 in Edmonton, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group package with New West Travel and receive free parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation needs. Here we go. What do you got? It's looking good. I can feel it, Brendan. All right. Well, this day in 1981, the Edmonton Oilers outshoot the Colorado Rockies 53-19 in a 3-1 victory. Chico Resch makes 50 saves for Colorado. Mark Messier scores twice for Edmonton. The following year, the Rockies became the New Jersey Devils. And as a cool side note to this, the last active NHL player who played for the Rockies was Joe Sorella, who retired from the NHL following the 95-96 season and played his final professional season for... The Cologne Sharks in Germany. Wow, you went the extra step. Sure did. All right, do you want to hear my humbling story involving Chico Rush? Fire away. All right, so I traveled with the Alberta Golden Bears in uh, 1989-90 to to Minnesota Duluth for a pair of games and then down to Los Angeles. Bruce McNall was putting on the Great Western Forum freeze-out. So here's what happened. First of all, I missed the flight. It was worth it, but I missed the flight. So I got a secondary flight, rolled in, uh, and got there just in time for uh, the uh, the the first game of the Friday night. And then on this, uh, but we were not broadcasting, so I was just going on the trip as a, re- a reporter. On the Saturday, I'm talking to Chico Resch before the game. Yeah, but, you know, cocky 25 year old guy. You don't know anything about that, do you, Brendan? Being a cocky 25 year old guy. Not a clue. How old are you? 24. Okay. Well, yeah. you're cocky 24. <laughs> we'll get there next year. <laughs> next year you can be cocky. And so the play-by-play guy of Minnesota Duluth goes, hey, I'd like to have you on our show. So I go and I'm like, all right, awesome. I'll do the intermission thing. He goes to do the interview and right out of like a skit that you would think would be an anchorman, he actually forgot my name. So I'm handing in my little CJSR business card, and uh, but he'd forgotten my name. It was quite, and I realized, you know what? I knew I was a know-nothing, and I really am a known-nothing either. So it was, because I could think of all the times we've had guests on the show and guests on various shows, and I've done shows like this now for uh, 16 years. 16 years. I don't think I've ever forgotten the guest name. So taught me a lesson. I was nothing then, and many of you would say I'm nothing now as well. Chico Resch was an absolute prince. He like he saw what happened and started laughing. He goes, "Trust me, that's our guy." <laughs> I can't remember the play-by-play guy's name, but we we kind of got one sports personality in town that works in media that reminds me a bit of, uh, yeah, Anchorman. I'll just let you figure that one out. Uh, you can text us at six thirty six thirty at any time. Uh, <laughs> I'm not reading that one. Here we go. Bob, best Ed Whalen. Uh, 
Nick Foley exchange. Uh, Foley, I'm having a party and you're not invited, Ed. And Waylon responded by saying, where are you having it? In a phone booth? And referring to the fact that he doesn't have any friends. So it was all shtick. You're too young to remember uh, Stampede Wrestling? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I obviously know of its existence. I've heard of Ed Waylon, but I've never we, experienced it. Here's what we're going to do. Not during hockey season, but in the off season, we're going to do like a full show one day in wrestling. You know why? Because you can't. Because, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's so proper for boys. That's what they watched. And you become an adult male in this country when you stop actually believing that the storylines are real. Just for the record. I'm just going to put that shout out to <laughs> that's Dave. That's the qualifier. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's for Dave Campbell. Just kidding, Dave. All right. Uh, coming up tonight on Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins. His show begins at 6. It's going to be really good. Uh, tomorrow, again, we have Louis DeBrusque. We have Al May, Capitals broadcaster, and we have Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Have a terrific Wednesday, everybody. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chat Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everyone. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.